the Old Stag Daily, Rover 10 We at the Old Stag Daily regret to inform you that upstanding citizen and dear friend to us all, Old Farmer Jevic, has been found dead at his home. The culprit was, it appears, a mutated beast known as a Yao Goi. Our investigation has led us to believe that the outsiders, the very gang of ruffians who rampaged their way into town yesterday, slew the beast and delivered the news to the council. I know, I'm as surprised as all of you are. We must ask ourselves, how did this beast get into our fair town to begin with? Who should have been manning the staghorn wall when the killer slunk into our midst? How many more could there be, and how can we blame all of this on those wandering heroes? Nevertheless, memorial services will be held this afternoon at the Temple of Arastal with Brother Derviage presiding. Jevik had no known living close relations. Elsewhere, it appears that those selfsame wandering vagabonds have found their collective way out of Idenvay. They appear to be chasing rumors of some sort of kerfuffle at the Purdy Town mining camp. Do they plan to continue their recent turn of do-gooderism and try to help the miners as they tried to help our dear departed farmer Jevik? Or is this a sign that they're returning to a life of hooliganry? Only time and this reporter will tell. This is Pot Against the Machine. Welcome back to Pot Against the Machine, the only actual play podcast that will borrow your hat and then embroider their names on it while singing B-R-I-X-B-I-Y-S-O-K-I. Solid work. Sam put the break to good use. Yeah, I mean, what did you all do during the week between recordings? Because that was all I did. (laughs) Sat here and waited for that. Um, yeah, no, I would love to reward you with a Sky Medal, but you don't get those, so I think you should give the four of us a Sky Medal. We could give it to mm-hmm. Basari. I'm okay with that. She doesn't get Star Medals. We would have come up with something clever, but uh, my house got blown away to Oz between the last week and now, and I had to trek all the way back and fight a <laughs> witch, and it was a whole thing. <laughs> well, speaking of Sky Medals, just a little bit more... <laughs> housekeeping i don't have any apologies to make on this one but i do think we need to mark the occasion of the first ever official tattoo against the machine izzy why don't you go ahead and take a sky medal for that amazing kingsley ink this will- i will do that thank you i did literally nothing um nor do i have an instagram to well actually that's not true i'll post the instagram of the tattoo artist in the discord um and if anyone's willing to travel to Istanbul and then drive four hours, super worth it. Yay, Sky Metal. Thanks, team. Um, uh, I do have to say to the youths, uh, Sky Metal is not a good reason to get a tattoo. I just happen to like tattoos. But I'll take a Sky Metal also. Well, this one is from J-Rod. And J-Rod's message to you is, Your performance has been far superior, so much so, it has become an adherent viscid joy to those around you. Your gameplay is a syrupy, glutinous goo that warms the heart of everyone around you. It reminds them of the simple joys of childhood when you could eat a gogurt tube without judgment. Huzzah, my good friend, and keep up the amazing work. Ah, thanks, J-Rod, but also, oh, no. (laughs) As beautiful as that is, there was never a point in time where someone could eat a gogurt tube without judgment. (laughs) Maybe in Florida. (laughs) always in florida Mm. let's see what did we do last time last time nothing major happened the party volunteered to split um asher and kira would be staying behind as prisoners of shadrach's the almighty or the all mother the progenitor of the blood ghosts and um Brixby, Alwyn, and Basari would ride back in a forced march all the way to Idenvay. 
After that, we had a little bit of split-screen action where Kira and Asher were uh, very politely placed in prison. They had a little heart-to-heart, -heart and they met Father Sardis, the priest of Abadar, who was locked up in, uh, in there with them, not impregnated with eggs, but also not particularly able to help anyone. He did drop the key bit of knowledge that um, Shadrach seems to be a bit of a gun user herself. And then um, over in Idenvay, in the middle of the night, about two in the morning, the exhausted remaining parts of the party uh, found their way um, through the wall and over to the house of Ivic Gunnett, the elderman of the Dead Eye Council. They woke him up and he staggered his way to the door, allowed them in, and uh, they told him their story of woe and the great looming threat coming to Idenvay and the rest of the world, and uh, he told them to go to bed. No, he said he would help them too. So they were off to go to bed in the uh, high home, and he's off to find some people and see if they can't help the party out. Did I get everything? It's a quiet episode, you know, not much. Yeah, I mean, we let off with uh, the reminder that Brixby said no dice, and they said, well, then we're not going to roll any. And unfortunately, there were a couple rolls, but I didn't roll a single D20 <laughs> or a D of any kind. I rolled no dice. Edit that one in. <laughs> I'm like, I didn't roll any Ds. Yeah, there actually were very few die rolls. I think I rolled a couple, and there was a diplomacy check at the end. That might be it. Nailed it. Weird. Brixby, before going to sleep, reaches into the bag of holding, pulls out the gun that Asher put a shoestring on. Because even though he's like, you can cast detect magic, Brixby's like, no, really, just put something on there, like a, like a luggage tag, something. <laughs> and he pulls it out, and he grabs his little um, arcane bonded object and casts make hole on the weapon to fix it and then drops it back in the bag and then immediately falls asleep on his face. <laughs> Maybe he falls into the bag too, suffocates and dies. Oh, no. Oh, no. Armin is still in there. And... Rip. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I had that thought. Oh, man. But if we hadn't blasted him in the clockwork chapel and then via like, bro, you could have gone outside that whole beautiful scene. Uh, I had that thought of like, yeah, we're going to put these weapons in and then you dump it out and zombie like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> then we kill them all. Jarman bursts forth and you set him on the Zills and he just slowly wears them down. <laughs> Regenerating forever. Yeah, why didn't you weaponize Garmin Ulrith? Because we're like a... a average neutral good party. I was going to say that I we used like. to be nice. <laughs> yeah. No, what you just described was we could have given them like nuclear fusion and endless support of e supply of eggs. So I'm glad we didn't <laughs> hang on to him. You weren't supposed to think of that. Well, um, it is early in the morning or, you know, approximate morning when you're under a mountain time doesn't specifically matter um but i think the two of you jostle awake to the sound of someone rattling the bars of your prison and you see standing in front of you a towering zill much taller than any of the others she has these oversized mandibles sticking out of her uh, face and then all, all along the sides and back of her head, numerous horn-like projections that kind of match the spiky flavor. She's wearing a, a brown trench coat that hangs fairly close to the ground, though I mean, this, is, this being is close to seven feet tall. She has a pair of guns holstered at her hips, and her top right hand of, of the four is holding an oversized cigar. Which is lit. She smiles and she goes, Good morning, darlings. 
Why don't you wake up for the All Mother? Mm. Is the All Mother here? Q, 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 Q. What do they call you? Me? Yeah, you. The oh, redhead. hi. I'm, I'm, I'm Kira. Hello there, Kira. And uh, you, tall, dark, and handsome. Asher's eyes are still trying to focus as he wakes up. And he says, You flatter me. I am called Asher. I take it you are the All-Mother herself? In the flesh. Flashback. <laughs> and you see Asher and Kira saying, we'll, leave, we'll stay behind. Neither of us has any ranks and knowledge planes. <laughs> Smash cut to the present. Yes, in the flesh. Thank you for your hospitality. To what do we owe the pleasure of this personal visit? And she takes a long pull off her cigar and then blows a big old cloud of the noxious smoke into your cell where there's not really anywhere for it to go. Incredibly rude. Um, she says, well, I just wanted to come and see the uh, supposed heroes, right? I mean, you came down here to to save the miners, but you seems like you're going to be saving uh, all my babies instead. Yep, you're welcome. What are you going to do in exchange for us being heroes and all? Well, what would you have me do? I mean, don't blow smoke in our faces first. Also, maybe you could open this cage thing. I don't think you want me to open the cage just yet, girly. Why not? Well, your friends ain't back yet. And, well, I'm still cursed. I'm liable to, to get ornery, if you understand me. Things might get a little bit, you know, feisty. She'll take another log pull of smoke and this time instead of a general puff she blows it straight into Kira's face mm. yeah oh okay that's a choice I definitely thought you were going to say things might get a little eggy and I could not <laughs> stop myself from laughing so we'll just cut that out but I just I just had to I'm distracted by it I would never be so crass as to make an egg joke we leave that for the babies. Sure. <laughs> so, um, I trust we've made you all comfortable down here. Are you asking that after you just spit smoke into my face? Because sure. Um, why, why are you here if you're not going to let us out and you're going to be kind of mm, rude? Well, I mean, think of it from my perspective. I want to see the, uh... At least a couple of the people who came into my home, shot up a bunch of my children, and uh, planned on, on taking my incubators from me. See, from my perspective, you all are the aggressors. While we are at a, a bit of a standstill right now, I just wanted to make sure I knew who it was that had crossed me. On the off chance that these things go south. Oh, you mean we're making you nervous because of how intimidating we are? Like that? Sure, 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 sure. And she'll, um, take a pull and blow smoke in your face as their sort of zill horns all light up zilly-wise. And two of her, her two lower hands, like, draw the guns... Throw, she throws them to herself over her head and uh, twirls them around and resheathes them all while still smoking the cigar and not looking like she's doing anything. Just make a quick intimidate roll. And just throwing up all big zilly style. That was a natural one, sadly. Ruined <laughs> the super stylish show-offy move. She ashes into her eye and spends the rest of the <laughs> ow, time ow. just like blinking. <laughs> she uh, yeah. spins Kira? and loses control of a gun, throws it into the cage. <laughs> it lands it? perfectly in Asher's hands. Roll for initiative. <laughs> yeah, Kira's like, mm, Asher could do that and better. Do you want to see? Asher, show her your gun trick. Oh, can we borrow those? <laughs> nice try, honey. 
Yeah, same to you. Sorry you messed up your trick. And um, he says, well, uh, I hope your friends are, are fast coming back here, because they only got so much patience. I believe there was some road work, and you know how the morning commute traffic can be coming up this way. They'll get here as soon as they possibly can, but of course they want to get all the preparations done appropriately so as to ensure a smooth ritual. Sure, of course. I'd never begrudge them a a good ritual. Well, you shouldn't. It's for your sake. I hope they're fast, though, and I hope everything's on the up and up. I understand you've been bound to this place for quite some time, but muster whatever patience you have left, certainly to be this close to tasting freedom would be a shame to squander the opportunity. And she says nothing more and she'll walk away smoking her cigar. I think she thinks she is way cooler than she actually is. Kira sets to work making a not-that-cool sticker immediately. Tobacco consumption is never cool, kids. <laughs> As she walks away, she calls back, I heard that! I'm wicked cool! <laughs> <laughs> no one mourns the wicked. <laughs> so, um... Oh, and Dora will appreciate that. I don't know. She has no comeback for that one. But as she, after she wanders off, I think we're going to cut to Idenvey. And it's a little bit later in the morning because, you know, you didn't get to sleep till after two. What's the plan? You wake up in High Home and um, Red Fang is definitely already there with you. Brixby is going to not immediately prepare his spells. Brixby, that's the first thing on his mind is Kira and Asher. He gets out of bed. He doesn't grab his book. He goes immediately to where Alwyn is sleeping. If they aren't already up, standing one inch over his face, <laughs> waiting for him to wake up. Uh, no. Sleeping. So he does the same thing instead, just gets one inch over Alwyn. It's, it's their thing they have going on. Yeah, and I think eventually just kind of sense it like the way you do when there's like a small child or something standing there staring at you and you just kind of feel it and wake up. <laughs> he will open his eyes and say, Oh, good morning. Good morning. Let's get up. We have things to do. Hands you a cup of tea and coffee in both of your hands. <laughs> I don't know what you like. He just kind of looks at both of them and shrugs and sets them down at different tables. <laughs> And instead you see him uh, just pluck something off of his waist and start chewing on it. And he's holding an apple that is just there. Brixby drinks both the coffee and the tea, watching the fruit, mixes them together. (coughs) Coughs a little bit. (coughs) It's real life. All right. Well, uh... I hear Red Fang downstairs. Um, I, uh, looking at the light, looks like we slept in a bit later than we normally do, which makes sense. We needed it. Um, but yeah, Brixby has not yet prepared his spells because he, he wanted to get started as early as possible. I think Basari will come in around the, um, same time she'll say ah i can't tell you how good it feels to sleep anywhere but inside of a wall i'm i haven't felt this good in in quite a while you know until i think about going back there and getting horribly murdered and reoverposited and everything uh well um <clears throat> puts aside his like joking face but sorry, you don't have to come back with us. I just want you to know, you've endured enough, and I know that's the people down there. Probably not going to talk you out of it, but I want you to know, if you want to stay, you need to stay. We understand. 
those things. Killed almost everyone I know. They embedded me in a wall and filled me with their eggs. They very nearly killed the people who rescued me, and they still have two of them. I'm coming with you. Gonna see this thing to the end. Rixby looks at them for like a hard moment, not saying anything, and says, Well, uh, it's probably an inappropriate thing to say, but maybe Red Fang will fix us up some eggs, eh? Starts heading downstairs. And I'd like to let you all know that mechanically, Basari, since she was only level four for that horrible day, did level up overnight from the huge amount of experience she got. She is now a <laughs> fighter like five. Six? <laughs> in case that comes in handy. As you head downstairs, um, Red Fang is, is down there already and he's in the, the kitchen. Um, looks like he's cooking up some sort of grits with elk bacon kind of deal because we're very elk centric here. Um, and he, he'll peek over his shoulder as he hears you come down and says, Heard you guys had a hell of a day yesterday. Mm-hmm. Nothing compared to those who aren't here. But it's good to see you, friend. You too. Spent a lot of yesterday feeling pretty guilty we let you all go off like that. What the drifter was saying about it being a death sentence and all. Oh. Your friends, they're still alive down there? From what we know, we have to assume yes. We fight because they are, or at least they could be. Well, um, I'll come with you this time. Shouldn't have let you go without help. So, you'll have my bow. Hopefully that's uh, enough to turn the tide. Crispy looks at Alowen. Is it enough, Alowen? <laughs> uh, I think he'll kind of share a look with Brixby and say, It would certainly be helpful, but I wonder if maybe there's someone else in town that might be even more helpful? You mean the, uh, the drifter? Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> Um, it's a hard sell, but I think we might be able to get him out for good behavior for a little bit of a day trip. Work release, as it were. And, um, there's, a, there's also, um, I did some asking around after Ivic got me up. We got a couple of, well, they're awful, but, um. We got a couple of of half-elf druids uh, that live in town, the trash speakers. Um, One of them got wind and said he was coming, and then the other one said no, he couldn't come because he was coming, and they had a big fight about it, but if you're willing to tolerate the constant bickering, we could bring two more. That sounds perfect. Now, uh, I assume with... This much help, these many hands. That list I uh, gave Jevik last night. Um, there's nothing we could do about that, eh? Um, let's see. We got a roll on that one, don't we? So, as far as those scrolls go, let's roll on the old D100. See about those removed diseases. They they should be pretty gettable. That's a level three spell. It's level three. I think it's probably level three, right? I'm not a divine caster. Yeah, it's level three. I'm pretty sure it's three because I couldn't. It's not one that I could pick at the level I'm currently at. Uh-huh, so it's got to be three. Let's see. Yeah, I think. Yeah, they're all. Delay Poison's only second level. Remove Disease... Oh, Delay Poison Communal is third. That's reasonable. And 
Last one, remove disease, is also a third, probably. Yeah, so I think you should be able to get all of them, but of course you do have to pay the, the scroll price for them, because we're running an economy here. Mm-hmm. Also, but, speaking of the uh, delay poison communal, does Alwyn have to roll anything for his radiation sickness? Like, is that a continuing issue? Oh, yeah, you've got... you poisoned, bro. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I assumed he died in the night. Uh, you do have to. Because I'm like, oh, hey, my strength, I can take my strength damage away because I have night sleep. And I'm like, wait a minute, the reason I have strength damage is because I have radiation. Poison. So you did heal the strength damage in the night, but you... Yeah, the drain is still there, which is awful. And you have <laughs> to make another fort save. Probably plus three. Uh, you know what? I'm going to use my uh, <laughs> time metal on this. Because I've had radiation sickness in a different game, and it is not fun. Seven or one. That's a, neither one of those is good, but one of them is worse than the other. Uh, so that is a... What does a sky metal give us? Plus four? Yeah. Uh, that is a 14, unfortunately. Oh, no. Um, you have one save. I thought it was worse at first. I thought it was a one, but it was a seven. Oh, that did yep, save? That's one save. Wow. Unfortunately. Okay, so it is a fairly low roll. Thank goodness. <laughs> You're lucky it was low radiation. Yeah, I thought I just wasted a sky metal. So I have one save against it. Okay. Does it cause anything else in the meantime with a save? Or am I, no, with a successful save, you don't take additional strength okay. damage. So you're good for now. Yeah. yeah. I remember when I got that before is as you fail your con goes down your save gets worse and it just kills you. yeah and it gets harder to save and <laughs> it becomes a, yeah. it snowballs yeah so after we get that um i would say that it, it's your call if this is something that i could do but brixby would love to prepare his spells on the way out to perdition i don't know if that's too jumbly riding the horse or riding a disc or not. So we can definitely throw an hour to the side doing that if you want to as well. Yeah, I think unless you're getting pulled in a cart, you have to... Um... That's fair. That's totally fair. Yeah, we need a cart. Okay, cool. Um, so we can boop back in. So it looks like uh, Brixby turns to Alwyn. Looks like they could get us all the scrolls to uh, remove this. And then, uh, well... Looks like we have something to uh, deal with that that poison down there that affects you. And uh, oh, look at this one. Well, this is something I've wanted for a while. So let uh, me just um, kind of tucks in. Um, you can commit that one to a spell book pretty easily. Still taking ten on a spellcraft, and. Uh, he will prepare his spells for the day before we head out, I suppose. I don't want to take up what Alwyn is doing during that time. No, he would just... I think he would be watching you do it, which he probably did in the mornings on the road, too, because just the idea of prepared casters in general is kind of interesting to him. <laughs> totally. Yeah, no, I get it. Yeah, I imagine as a yeah. double, double uh, spontaneous caster, this is yeah. highly novel to him. Mm-hmm. And, like, the other casters he would have known would have been, like, uh, druids and clerics. Like, people who were also not exactly... Are, actually, are druids prepared casters or are they spontaneous? They are prepared. They're they? prepared. Oh, are they prepared? Okay, mm -hmm. then he would absolutely... But maybe the rituals would be different. <laughs> yeah, no, I would I would say that's fair. All right, so... Make note of 465 gold. I have posted stat blocks for four NPCs in the chat. That's Basari, newly leveled, Red Fang, Kifkin, and Felpin, the trash speakers. Um, I don't know how you all want to divvy that up, but if and when we come to any sort of combat, you might want to be running, like, an NPC in addition to your character each, rather than... Because yeah. I certainly don't want to run five NPCs. <laughs> I want you to. Did, uh... 
Is the drifter stat block coming next? Oh, the drip block. The drifter <laughs> stat block is a secret. <laughs> right. Reminds me when I had to run uh, the uh, not Giant Slayer, the crappy five E knockoff of Giant Slayer for uh, work. I one of the something something right. Uh, Am I wrong? Storm King's Thunder. uh, Something of the storm. Yeah, Storm King Thunder. Uh, One of the chapters in that, you actually give the players control over NPCs for like the big battle at the end, and all of the NPCs that survive then are able to give them quests that move them on to the next part of the adventure. (laughs) I will, I will take one of these dueling druid brothers probably because they look so fun. Oh, I would love to take Basari, the human fighter. That feels very straightforward. Kind of interested in Red Fang, but I'll let Jeff pick first. Um, I was leaning the same way, but I don't mind taking the other uh, trash speaker. Are you sure? You can take Red Fang if you want. Yeah, I mean, it's a roll-off. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I'll take a I just need Zach to, to claim either Kifkin or Felpin, and I'll take the other. Nah, you you claim, Ugh. my friend. Zil, Zil man. <laughs> All right, then I'll take Felpin, because he's a level higher. I'll take Kifkin, because he's a level lower. <laughs> Everyone will be dazzled at how ineptly I handle a caster. <laughs> a caster stat block that you just got in the middle of the episode. What could possibly go wrong? I cast hold. Let's see what this one does. Hmm. <laughs> you know, on second thought, he'll just use a sling. Oops, I'll sling. <sighs> All right. So, um, we've got our scrolls. We've got our people. And I had, did they just bring the drifter to us? Did they, like, throw the, like, uh, um, criminal blanket over him the anonymous <laughs> criminal blanket to bring him to us to not bother the town folk i think you gotta go get the the drifter well did the did i miss did i zone out over you guys getting de-egged by the brother yeah, so you didn't volunteer yeah, didn't to get de-egged yet remind me on this one how long do we have before these hatch uh you get a total of 24 hours and you spent seven hours riding back and um, eight hours sleeping. Oh, okay. So. Yeah, we got to get these bad boys out. I was like, <laughs> yeah, man, maybe we can go back all egged and they can't egg us a second time. But yeah, there's probably a moment where we're just going to be like, oh, also. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, uh, if you're going to ask me how I like my eggs, it's, it's out of my body, Red Fang. Well, uh, we can. Visit Brother Dervich. He should be able to take care of that for you. Not usually a fan of outsiders, but I vouched for you at least. He should be waiting over at the bell tower, and he'll he'll lead the way back over to where you first encounter the Drifter. I think the image of this party walking through the town and just like slowly expanding <laughs> as more and more people come out of the dust and join in, like. The trash speakers throwing stuff at each other. It's these two grumpy old men walking with canes and throwing lettuce at each other or something. And Red Fang with his actual red mouth and Alowin's weird eyes and all this good stuff. Yeah, it's like an ensemble action movie. <laughs> they have a strong, like, it's unfortunate I'm invoking this, but like Suicide Squad vibe <laughs> to the group of like horrible people walking down the street right now. But yeah. Yeah, I was going to say the Expendables, but you know, same kind same. of deal. <laughs> hey, the second Suicide Squad was actually pretty good. Yeah, that's the one I'm invoking. Yeah, the- there was no first yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, they lead the way over to the bell tower in the bell quarter. And Ivik is there with uh, Brother Durovich, who's a, a youngish priest with, um, in very simple uh, Arastal garments. He just has like a holy symbol that's tanned into some leather 
to go with a wooden holy symbol hanging on his chest. He's got like a little bit of a ponytail and a beard and stuff. And he, he says, Ah, hello, I've, I've heard all about you, outsiders. It's nice to finally meet. I wish the circumstances were better. Us too. Uh, thank you for coming. I know it's not, uh, custom to take up the, uh, fights of others in these parts. We have enough to worry about. We thank you. And all dead eye for the charity. Oh. He nods and, um, he'll sort of raise a hand to the heavens and invoke the name of old dead eye and holy symbol glows and his other hand goes out to Brixby and the casts remove disease and bloops the ovipositive eggs that are substantially bigger this morning than they were last night. Um, just bloops them right out of existence in a single spell. <laughs> and uh, he'll do the same thing to Alwyn uh, a moment later. And when he does it to Alwyn, you see him kind of close his eyes like he's feeling the energy go through him and then you just see him kind of not quite but almost frown and just shake his head i was worried you were gonna say <laughs> that he was enjoying it just, <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> that was very on point for Halloween. he was very sad that his egg buddies are gone he was naming them he, oh no he's sad that uh Arastle, the same as every other god that he's gotten any kind of magical stuff from he's like nope still not different does something trouble you, my son? Uh, and he just kind of looks. I imagine he's got his hood up again, so he like not too freaky, but still kind of odd, just because what it does with his hair. And he just says, "No, I'm okay. okay. Just sure. I was hoping maybe it would be a little different." And. Just kind of smiles at him, but he wouldn't exactly see it. Maybe he'd just see, like, the little barest bit of a smile in the hood. Uh, Brother Derviage frowned and says, um, Well, very well. Um, I hope that you bring Red Fang and, of course, your friends back in um, good health. And, uh, of course, our, our dear friends, Thelf and, and Kifkin, make sure that uh, well, it, I'm sure you'll all be wonderful, and everyone will come back safe just as soon as possible. I would not mind if our friend here, the Drifter, did not return. I know that isn't the normal way of things, but were he to drift away, well, after you all complete your mission, of course. But oh, from... What he said when we talked to him, the only reason he's even here is to fight the Zill. So, once we're done, he probably will just leave. One can hope. We appreciate your accommodation, and I uh, commend all of you for having the sight, the vision, beyond these walls, beyond this place. It's hard to find anyone here who actually takes stewardship over this land. I, uh, I appreciate you all greatly. Well, uh, I'll take my leave of you here. Good luck to all of you. I'll leave and I will say I, we've done what we can for you. And know that Idenvay is on your side. In this way, we're all praying to old Deadeye for you. And he'll, um... I think he hands the, the key to the cell to Brixby. Maybe he considers for a second handing it to Alwyn. Um, and then he'll give it to Brixby. <laughs> Brixby humming uh, Thin Lizzie's tonight. There's going to be a jailbreak. And then stopping, looking at the people behind him and stopping humming that. And then just opens the door. It's him out. It's one for the pot against the machine slash thin Lizzy fans out there, which I'm sure there are a ton. Oh, of course. Absolutely. Yeah. 
I, I prefer Slender Elizabeth, but... Yeah, that Venn diagram is <laughs> just a circle. Yeah, the Venn diagram is a circle, indeed. <laughs> but, uh, so, Brixby just kind of opens the, um, the door and, uh, looks at the drifter and is just like, <clears throat> You're ready to do what you came here to do. Mm-hmm. Looks down at the open door and, um... Then looks at Brixby and says, I am free to go, then. You're free to pursue your original uh, task in these parts. Yes. Excellent. And, um, I see that two of the others are not here any longer. Did they perish at Jadrax's hands? No. No, this door is open. So you can make this too full. It's the only reason you're seeing Freedom Drifter. Come. I thank you. And, um... He steps, like, very stiffly out of the cell. And he was standing in the exact same spot. Like, (laughs) when you got there, same exact position. Like, he hadn't moved at all. And, like, when he walks, like, his knees barely bend at all. It's like they're hinge joints instead of ball and socket joints in his hips. Um, just perfect attention. And um, as you come out, uh, Red Fang uh, holds up a large two-handed firearm. He holds it out to the drifter. He says, uh, I understand you uh, might be needing this. And the drifter will look down at the gun and say, Excellent. I will be much more effective with this weapon. Are we all going? Yes. And hopefully all coming back. You likely know by now that this will be difficult. There is no telling how many Zill there are by now. But we will do our best. What matters is how many when we're done. Hopefully none. Let's go. All right, and the party will set forth for Party Town. Let's cut back to the space under the mountain. Asher and Kira, you've been locked up for quite some time now. How's things going? Hanging out with Father Sardis, making friends, making omelets. I think we've covered Sorry. Uno and Phase Ten, just all of the games that can really irritate people uh, into losing friends with the idea that uh, we'll be appropriately angry when the time comes to stab. Mm-hmm. Asher's too nice to go out, even if he could, on a phase and, until you've also had a chance to play, and then he ends up getting stuck a few phases behind because you just go out all in one turn. It's like, Asher's oh. been on Phase One for hours. <laughs> I don't know if I'd really call these a pair or three of a kind. Asher, they're clearly all the same color. You, you've you won like three times over now. You could just play the... Okay, that's fine. Thank you. Why do they call it a run of seven? Truly, I don't know the answer to that one. That's a good question. Mm. <laughs> What's so wild about a card? They could just be a different color. We fought mutant manticores. That's way more wild. But it's okay. I understand this is a game. and People enjoy it. Are you enjoying it, Father Sardis? I honestly have no idea what you're even doing. I lost track of the rules two phases ago. Yeah, Kira shoves the little phase 10 card that has all the phases on it just back in his direction. He's like, I've told you three different times... It's just, you just, you just get each of these before Asher, when Asher's, you know, being aggressive, but he's not going to do that, so I win again. Oh, right. Redeal, I'll figure it out this time. As long as they don't kill us before then. All right, so, very long and boring and not at all stressful day 
hanging out in Zill Palace waiting for your friends to come back, and maybe every so often you get a little visit from a Zill, uh, just to sort of menacingly say, I don't know, they're taking, taking a long time. Clock may be ticking here. I think any time that happens, Kira, with increasingly, like, increasingly more defensive frustrations, they're coming back. Just wait. Mm-hmm. You know, it's looking dicey. I, I think they've abandoned you. <laughs> no, just like our friend Vargas, they will definitely be back. <laughs> <laughs> you just wait until they bring Vargas back with them. Uh-huh. You are yep. going to be so surprised. And um, I think punctuating the day, you do every so often just hear horrible blood-curdling screams as uh, a prisoner succumbs to, you know, Zillbirth. Oh, gosh. It's not... Got a lighthearted vibe going with It's the, not I pleasant. Oh, it's I didn't get a chance to hand off my copy of the book. It's terrible. <laughs> None of them are going to know what to expect. No. You know, except for watching everyone else, I guess. It's really more of a postcard. The back of it just says, Death. <laughs> <laughs> Sad face. <laughs> Not gonna be good. Asher, so so Jeff's a tool, and is making a dumb joke about a book. But Asher, when he hears those screams, uh, it af- it affects him because it is like this is another person that we failed to save, and he he is. He's trying not. He's trying to channel that into determination, but it's also you could you could tell that as the day is going on and these people are screaming, it's it's starting to wear on him because he's a much better person than I am. Yeah, no, for sure. To be clear, this is <laughs> we're we're joking about playing games. Anytime someone screams, I think it eventually gets to the point where Kira just drops, I don't know, all of her cards and just puts her hands on her ears like there's nothing this is like oh the bad situation this isn't fun and in fact i would say eventually that those uno and phase 10 games taper off into just regular silence pierced by screams and the occasional sorry but they've really lost the spirit yeah the party arrives at what remains of Perdyton or perdition or party town in the afternoon or late afternoon at this point because you know, you slept a little bit late. And you can head on in through the mines where the boulette is just waiting there, biding its time. And down through the long, dark cave, eventually heading out towards the waterfall. I'm going to need fortitude saves from everybody as you're approaching the radioactive waterfall. All right. Oh, that's a 10 from Brixby. Nice. So, Brixby has radiation poisoning. Take one con drain and one strength damage. Excellent. Alowin got a 9 on the die for a 12. Uh, 12 will also fail, so... Uh, Look to moderate then, or...? No, I... Well, that, let me see. Don't know if they <laughs> stack like that. Oof, my poor hit points. Yeah, I think you just take the strength damage because you already took the con drain of the initial okay, effect. So the strength damage just comes back. Yeah. yeah. And how about uh, Basari? She's fortitudinous. Um, yeah, that is an 18 on the die. I don't know what her fort square is off the top of my head, but I think it was a 5 or 6. Yeah, she's good. And Kifkin. Oh, man. I'm waiting for old hero lab to catch up with me as I do this. Uh, Kifkin, come on, give me your stat block here. He's got a plus six. Oh, look at that. Mr. Fortitudinous. And I rolled a six for him, so that's a twelve. That's a fail. One con drain and one strength damage. Oh, God. Okay, not so bad on his con. Red Fang is perfectly fine with a natural 20 and a plus 7. Nice. And that only <laughs> leaves old Thelpin. 
And Thelpin gets a 10 off the dice for a 17. Alright, Thelpin's fine. And he sees his brother starting to look sick. And it's like, I told you you should have stayed home. You're not strong enough for this. Going to get us all killed. Probably feeling the way that I do because of the crud that's falling off of you, brother. <coughs> the drifter doesn't seem bothered at all by the radiation as you all climb on down. And um, you're not far now from the stronghold of the Zills, from that stone building that they spent untold amounts of time constructing. Any preparations that you want to take before going in? Any rousing heroic when, speeches? When we hit the bottom of the steps, Brixby will stop to mage armor and shield himself. Um, the the shield with the extend rod, so it's 14 minutes. Um, and we'll probably actually give a speech, a little tiny speech before then, but I, Jero said something, so you first. Oh yeah, I was just gonna say, uh, Alwyn is also going to mage armor, and Red Fang is going to bark skin. Uh, same as Kifkin, Kifkin is also gonna bark skin. So will Felpin. Uh, Brixby looks to the group at the bottom of the steps and says look can't guarantee we're all gonna make it out two good hearts good souls are in there from our group countless others from yours he looks at Basari and worse looks at Redfin and the brothers Red Fang. Red Finn. Sorry, I work in real estate. Red Fang and the brothers. <laughs> <laughs> looks at Red Finn and is like, what are you doing, man? No, he looks at Red Fang and is like, <clears throat> you, you brothers, while the uh, danger might not feel as palpable right now, it'll be your doorstep tomorrow. We don't know who's going to come back. But I tell you, our efforts today ensures a brighter tomorrow. <sighs> Let's go break some eggs. And the drifter will just say, don't let them impregnate you with their eggs. <laughs> it, it would be unwise. Also, they tend to grab, and that is often as a precursor to paralyzing and impregnating you with eggs. So... Try to avoid that as well. Brixby's going to turn to Alowen and say, Now, we have two approaches here. He hands him the first scroll, and this is the rem the remove uh, poison, or sorry, delay poison communal. Now, this will prevent our friends from getting sick if I cast the spell. And this, and he puts a different scroll in his other hand. Uh, something that I believe some of these other ones can do, too. But, if we need to blind them, if we need to disrupt them, then you can use that one as well, and I can make sure we can see. I recommend, perhaps, saying your ritual potentially requires the reading of scrolls. I'll let you lead. You're better at this than I am, but... We might want that advantage. He'll uh, take them both and nod and say, Yes, that could work. Well, I guess we'll just have to see what everything is like in there, but if we have to bluff them, I think I can do it again. He will keep both scrolls out in his hands in case he has to use them. Brixby's going to be clutching one as well. Rod in the other hand. And the drifter says, I'm going to disappear now. I'll still be here, but you will not be able to see me. Unless you can see things that cannot be seen. <laughs> and then he goes invisible. Redfang just goes, yeah, I get it, you're going invisible. I'm still here. <laughs> in, in case you were concerned, I, I did not leave. <laughs> if you want, I can talk the whole time that you cannot see me, but it will make it less effective. What's the point of being invisible if you don't shut up? 
I'm going to cast fairy fire on you if you don't stop it. Elpin says. <laughs> now, now, don't make me summon a swarm in your pants there, party pooper. Let's go. I do not poop. <laughs> <laughs> not at parties or otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> um, Basari will draw Lucy, uh, look over the head, and say, uh, All right, let's do this thing. No, oh, yeah, I didn't bring you back to the map. That's because with all of this preparation, it's a foregone con- Oh, God. <laughs> We've already won. <laughs> oh, no, my God. Oh, that's so many tokens. <laughs> so as you all step back into this familiar place, well, familiar to half of you, you can see into the main chamber where you first fought the Zills with the bows is left completely empty. They, they seem to have cleaned up the bodies. And beyond that, the door into the gigantic room hangs open. Uh, can we, Kara and Asher, hear our friends approaching, or are we just hearing Zill scream? Well, I guess Zill birth people scream. Well, if they, if they make any appreciable noise, you, you could probably hear them. We're out here to save you. <laughs> well, the hero music comes on when we walk into the room. Uh, there is no being coy. We're not waiting for an invitation. Let's head on in. Doors and corners, people. You're getting in. Just making sure um, vision works now. No? Vision works for... Oh, oh yeah. Wow. Oh boy! Oh yep, no! I can see so much better now. Big bummer! Wow, there is not like six of them. There see. is. Oh no! I can see so much now. <laughs> Turn off the vision. <laughs> I think <laughs> episode oh. title: Turn off the vision. <laughs> turn off the vision. Spider-Man, turn off the vision. <laughs> oh. There's only like fifteen of them. Of them, and that's fine. Yeah, we'll take what one and a half each and be fine. And it's not like we've already seen one that could be invisible and come up and try and full attack and murder somebody in a round. Yeah, there are no <laughs> walls here, Will Beats. It's it's cool. What's the worst? I mean that, happen? but also the one that was invisible and really. Oh, the literally too. invisible one, right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Dang. F. Yeah, as you close in to the enormous room where Brixby almost died just a day ago, you see teeming crowd of Zill hatchlings, probably the products of last night's, um, well, midwifery, as, as well as the two Zill priests that you saw before and the one remaining Zill archer, but standing directly across from the entrance, just a little ways away, is a towering Zill with Oversized mandibles and spikes on her head. A leather duster. Guns on her hips. And a big old cigar. And she smiles her horrific xenomorphic smile as you all come in. And she says, hello, my friends. My name is Shadrax. You may know me as the Allmother. The progenitor, the blood ghost herself. Seems like you brought a little bit more of a party than I'd expected. I think that Alowen will uh, kind of step to the front and will say, Yes, I communed with Tamilat Wur. And while he has enough power to break your curse, I unfortunately did not. That was why I had to bring these two priests with me. Uh, and this gentleman here has come as a messenger from a local town to welcome you out into the world. He is going to roll a bluff. <laughs> Brixby puts his hand on Alowen while Alowen is speaking. 
let's let's just also be a little bit honest as he bluffs as well i mean it's it's kind of true but uh this is our security right didn't make us feel very uh welcome last time we were here what's the say we don't break the seal you fill us full eggs again we need our protections as well that is a 20. <laughs> i mine was also a 20. <laughs> and he'll say yes uh mr uh what's his actual name uh mr ashworth did also agree to accompany us not just to welcome you from the town but to make sure you kept your end of the bargain And with that, I think Kira, from the other side of the fence, just, hey, are you guys back to help us help the Azil? We'll elbow Asher. Asher, Asher, our friends. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes, I'm so glad to hear that you've returned. Not that we doubted you would, but there's been a lot of blowing of smoke and rattling of buzz and card games and screaming. They said these were the best accommodations they had, but... You know, I won't be leaving this a five-star review. Yeah, they didn't even fold the towels in the shapes of animals. (laughs) (laughs) They just gave us regular squares. Well, darlings, now that we're all peacefully reunited, you see your friends are safe and sound. And you've brought your backup. Break the curse. No sense in waiting. Brixby looks over at Alwyn. Shall we? Alwyn will nod and say, of course. And he will kind of step forward and off to the side a little bit. uh, And he will open up, he will shake open one of the two scrolls that he is holding and he'll say are you ready with your scroll Brixby? Oh so that's the that's the alright yeah he pulls out his scroll I was trying to figure out what scroll Alowen was opening he was going to follow his uh, his lead the thing is one. the so the thought press behind this is one of the ones that's on people like once I cast that they're going to realize you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I didn't do anything. So I'd rather do uh, the um, other one first. <laughs> yeah, the one that requires both of us to read a thing. Mm-hmm. All right. All right, yeah. yeah let me just... I'm sorry. I'm just kind of the uh, the help here. Yeah, let's just... Uh, deus, uh, me, uh, am I reading this word right? And I think with that, I think Alwyn is going to cast the Scroll of Obscuring Mist. (laughs) And Brixby is going to cast the Scroll of Ashen Path. Uh, So, Which is Brix need to take a step back from that to be able to touch people while he casts his? Do I have to touch people for Ashen Path? I'm trying to, I might be confusing that. I think it's Oh, it is. It is with uh, Living Creature Touched. So yeah, Brixby is going to stay back to his group here. Um, and kind I was going to say, Brixby maybe could have said him. he like gets everybody to like touch him. Maybe say it's something to do with the. Yeah, I'm going to draw on the power like right now. <laughs> I need uh, all right, yeah. brothers to my right and left. Red Fang back here. Uh, second big stuff over there. And uh, Hammer Bearer right behind me. And then he's uh, one paw on each of the brothers, one foot paw on Red Fang, and the <laughs> drifter and a tail <laughs> on Bashari as he casts Ashen Path on all of the people around him. Yep. And then uh, in a 20-foot radius around Alwyn. Actually, I probably should have stepped here, not here. Can Can't I you? retroactively have, have him take a step forward, not a step to the side? Yeah, you can take a five-foot step in this effectively surprise round. Now, why don't you draw your obscuring mist as Shadrax and her buddies roll um, spellcraft to figure out what's going on. Um, all right, why don't you describe what happens as um, Brixby 
and Alowin cast these spells basically in unison. Jerome. Yeah, so we both start reading off of them in, I'm going to imagine, some kind of druidic-esque language since it came from the Erastal town. And we both finish at the same time. The scrolls burst into flame as they use up their little built-in scroll components. Mine immediately erupts out into this cloud of mist. And Zach, how would you describe how yours makes them? Mine, uh, so when Brixby finishes reading his scroll, it, it literally burns as he's reading it and turns to ash. And the ash kind of alights in a little dust devil and blows into the eyes of uh, Brixby and the, <laughs> the five uh, other additional NPCs around him. Everybody grabs their eyes for a second, just sort of rubs them, and then notices they can see better than they expected inside this cloud of obscuring mist. And from Kira and Asher's perspective, you just saw a cloud of mist burst forth in the middle of the room surrounding Alowin, and Shadrax is standing just right outside of it, smoking her cigar. She blows the smoke into the mist. I think I'm going to go to bed. So rude. Uh, Good night, Sam. Good night, Sam. Good night, Sam. Property of Network Against the Machine, LLC, all rights reserved. Pathfinder and the Iron Gods Adventure Path are property of ISO Publishing. See their website for more details. Theme Against the Machine was written and performed by our own Zach. See the show notes for additional music and sound licensing. If you enjoyed the show, we encourage you to leave us a review. Red Lorry, Yellow Lorry. Or red leather, yellow leather. I'll always remember the first soundtrack or sound check I ever remember hearing. It's at a weird owl concert. And the guy just kept going two, two, two for like a long time, like 10 minutes. <laughs> and I don't know if he was doing a bit or if he was actually checking the sound because nothing was perceptibly changing. It was just a guy standing that's, that's there the saying key, two. Yeah, it's the opener. The it's just the opener. <laughs> I always think of um, the Veep episode, like three or four, just when they're trying. He's like, all right, let me check my plosives. Bring back my pig. And I say that one a lot, and it doesn't land because no one gets it. But it's so funny. No, so there's lots of more good material. We should keep this going. I was like, yes, yes, wait. I've always I've been wanting to talk about phase ten for the entire two years we've been playing, and this is it. The phase ten episode. Welcome to the podcast. Listening to us draw circles. <laughs> it's a geometry hey, podcast for all you geometry enthusiasts. <laughs> we know Izzy hates math majors. I knew you were gonna say I knew it. <laughs>